Welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. This is the video where every week we go a little bit deeper on the sermon uh, from this past Sunday at Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the lead pastor of Whitefields Community Church. I'm here with Michael Payne, our worship pastor at Whitefields Community Church. Um, and Mike, this week we, we switched seats, didn't we? We did, yeah. Why did we do that? <laughs> well, you were off in faraway lands uh, teaching. Uh, Broomfield, guest yeah. teaching, and uh, also had your dissertation to finish. I, that was a and big part of it, yeah. So, so I was happy to fill in. And so, Mike, <laughs> your message was called Provision in the Midst of Famine. I listened to it while I was driving down Highway 287. Uh, I listened live, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then I got here and I actually sat... Uh, in the back at the sound booth for probably the last uh, 15 minutes or so of the sermon. and uh, But I had also seen your notes and stuff. So I know a lot about what you talked about. Um, you were stu- We were studying 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 38 through 44. 44 yeah. And again, provision in the midst of famine. We looked at two stories. Uh, one was in regard to some, some poison stew. And the other one was in regard to provision of flour. But we know that both of these happened during a time of, um, a time of famine in the land. And God provided miraculously, which was, which was amazing. But there's a really important principle we saw in there. And that was the principle of first fruits. And you tied that in Mike to the idea of tithing. And, uh, you know, some of the, one of the questions people often ask is, you know, is tithing required in the new Testament? Is tithing something that Christians should do or ought to do, or are even required to do? Um, maybe you could share a little more on that and we can just talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I, that that definitely caught my eye that the idea of first fruits, and so I really wanted to, you know, take some time, especially since this guy, this man, came from this pagan city in northern Israel and brought it in the time of famine. He still brought the first fruits, the first, the tenth, and or the tithe, as, as the Bible refers to it. And uh, and I made that statement that we in the New Testament church are not under the law of Moses like he was. And uh, but if you look at You know, and and it's a valid question. If you look at tithing as a whole, you know, tithing began before the before the Old Testament law. And Mm -hmm. with Abraham, we see Abraham giving a tenth to uh, Melchizedek there, and uh, and so that's always a valid question. Well, then, how does that carry over to New Testament? Are we under that same law of giving a tenth, or or are we are we not? Does that something that ceased with with the Old Testament when Jesus came and fulfilled that? You know, and I talked about you know even Jesus. being referred to as the first fruits, you know, um, and and I think when you come away from it, and I made that you know statement in there, I think tithing and the tenth is a great place to start, and it's not mentioned in the New Testament, but I think the idea of us being generous givers and the fact that we've become new creations and that we've we've become. Um, our, the whole thing of the Old Testament was pointing to Jesus coming, fulfilling uh, the Old Testament law and everything like that. He created a different standard, and I think that carries over into tithing as well. And it's he he takes it to the next level. So it's not so. If you ask me, are we supposed to tithe in the New Testament? I would say no. We're supposed to give all. Mm. I think that's God, God's asked all of us. You know, he's not asked 10% or 15% or 5%. He's asked for all of us. And and I think we get caught up maybe in the financial part of it. Uh, And, and of course, 
that's a big thing. Jesus spoke about money a lot. And that's, of course, a big stumbling block for us. Our money decides our passions. You know, what we, we spend our money on our passions. And while many people spend their money on their bills too, but we do, we do put our money where, where our desires are. And God says, I want, you know, your desire to be upon me. And so I, and, and I, so I think generous givers is the standard that we're given, uh, you know, and, the New Testament bears bears that out, you know. God wants all of us, you know. And Paul talked about the tithe. He talked about giving and the, the church that gave and those kind of things. There's so many examples. But, you know, the tenth, the tithe, if we were to drill it down, I don't think it can be found in the New Testament. But I think the idea that we're to give all and give more and give as God calls us is to be found in the New Testament. Yeah. And um, would, would you say it seems that what, people tend to do the kind of our default as human beings, um, in this area is we tend to say, okay, well, where is the, where's the line? What's the minimum requirement that I have to do? And I think a lot of times when people ask, you know, do I have to tithe? What they're really asking is what's the minimum I have to do to like be on God's good graces or to, you know, tick the box, so to say. Um, but you're saying that rather than reductionism, right. And saying like, what's the minimum I have to do. That's the wrong question to be asking completely. Is that that's completely. Yeah. I think, I think in the old Testament, there's so many different laws, you know, and, and, and Jesus even caught the Pharisees out on that. He says, well, you, you tithe, you tithe the, the 10% of your, your, your herbs and your spices and all your mint and everything like that, but you've missed the entire point and you've missed me, you know? And so I think a lot of people could get caught up why I tithe my 10%, but you miss Jesus, you know? And I think when people get Jesus, they give a lot more than 10%. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, so another one of these that people do, and again, you got to wonder about the motivation behind it, right? So when people are like, well, I don't have to tithe because we're not under the law. Again, what's the motivation? Is the motivation coming from a spirit of generosity and giving all, or is the motivation coming from, I don't have to do this thing because, uh, because, you know, I'm not under the law. In other words, what motivates you to not want to do that? Right. First exactly, of all, yeah. but, but here's the other thing, this idea that we're not under the law, I think that has to be a little bit explained, right? Because, um, what does it mean that we're not under the law? Here, here's what it means. If you look at the new Testament, when it talks about not being under the law, it is talking about that our relationship to the law has fundamentally changed in Christ. And that is this, um, that it is no longer the means of our justification. And yet, uh, references to, none of us would say, hey, um, you know, murder, the the, uh, law said don't murder. Hey, but we're no longer under the law, so let's go murder people, right? (laughs) Or, uh, you know, hey, uh, now that we're not under the law, let's just lie. Let's just uh, covet things. And so um, the, the point here is that being under the law, it, not being under the law, it means that our relationship to the law has fundamentally changed. No longer is it our means of justification, but yet it still reflects the heart of God. And therefore, it's a way that we can um, have a guideline for what God values and what matters to God. Yeah, and, and I really love that passage in Malachi. There was so much in there. Just in that first like verse three, I, you know, you could spend a whole sermon in there. But the fact that the God says, bring that, bring your their tithe and bring it into the storm, and will I not bless you that you lack absolutely nothing? That's and God says, test me in that. And I think, 
you know, in the New Testament, God's like, I've given you my son. I've given, <laughs> your, you've given you eternity. You know, in the Old Testament, it was like they followed these laws, you know, and it was still not, you know, completely sure. We have surety in Jesus Christ, you know, and sons and daughters of the living God. What do I want to do for my father? I want to give him everything. I'm not going to be splicing up and cutting up my little 10%. I'm going to do everything that, that, that I am, I want to give to the Lord, you know? And so that's, I think that's the heart, as you were talking about our relationship to the law has fundamentally changed because we are now sons and daughters of the living God. And, and the way we react to the law, it's something we do out of love, not out of obligation. And I think that's, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's 10% speaks to me of obligation. All of me speaks to me of love. And I think that's, that's the essential difference, you know. That's a great point. And uh, one, one last thought on this is that what we read about in the New Testament is that Paul praises the believers from Macedonia, which was historically a poorer region. And he praises these uh, believers from Macedonia and he says that they gave out of their lack rather than out of their abundance. And that's, that's really interesting um, because I think where a lot of people go with the whole idea of giving is they say, well, I don't have that much. And so maybe I'll give if I have something left over. Um, but the pr first fruits thing, right? There's a biblical principle that we see throughout the Bible um, is give God the first and the best and then live off of the rest. And when you do that, it changes the way that you live, right? It changes the things that you spend money on. And it, you know, because you're, you're working with less because you've invested into something. But I think that I, one of the questions I'm often asked is, should I still give even if I'm in debt? Let's say I have thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Should I still give to the work of God? Should I still, um, you know, give to the church or give to missions or whatever I give to, should I still do those things if, um, if I'm struggling to make ends meet? And, uh, and my answer is always yes, but what's your answer, Mike? Well, my answer is that, I mean, we don't want to be in debt. So, right. I mean, we, we don't want to default to, to the state. I mean, I think you need to be working off your debt. And that's a whole nother question of whether we should be in debt or not. But uh, I think, yeah, you've got to be going both ways. I mean, try and pay that debt off. Also give to the Lord. I think that, again, that's where the idea of 10% and all those kind of things, like sometimes the situation is like, do I give to the church or do, do I feed my family? Or does God say, give to church and I will feed your family? I think sometimes those situations are, are questions of prayer, you know, but God says, test me, you know. And I think Christians who live in that realm of, of giving all the time, I, you know, I have, I have met very, very few who are w without, yeah. you know. God always, and I know as a missionary for many, many years, I was always in the negative but I always gave and the Lord always blessed. And, um, you know, so from that experience, you know, God says, test me. So I would say, you know, if somebody asks that question, I'm in debt, well, test the Lord, you know, give unto the Lord and see him, you know, take care of that debt, you know. And are you in debt for your own, you know, fault? <laughs> or is it something you have to go, you have to get your tires changed in your car or something like that? Again, you know, our trust, it's a trust question and God says, test me, you know? Yeah. Well, and the, the number of Americans who live in constant consumer debt 
is, I mean, it's something like 70-something percent who carry a balance mm -hmm. on their credit card. Average is $15,000 for the American. Yeah, I mean, if you were to say that if you carry a balance on your credit card, then don't give to God, then that would disqualify like... Most of America. Three-fourths <laughs> of America. So I think it, I think it has yeah. to be... As you're paying your debts, I mean, we also want to be giving. Yeah. I know that, that that's what we did. We uh, went through a process a couple of years ago after having moved to the U.S. where we got into debt. Um, a lot of it wasn't because we were just buying stuff. You know, it was, we went through an adoption that cost us, you know, a lot of money. And um, and we ended up in debt, but we, we ended up doing a class here at church. And it was kind of a, a plan to get out of debt, all that stuff. So we did it ourselves. And we ended up getting out of debt, but the entire time... As as we worked our way out of debt, we were also uh, giving, and we gave 10% to uh, the work of God in the church and all that. And, and uh, you know, I can testify to the fact that, um, that it changed my way of spending and it changed uh, the things that we prioritized. And it was, it was a 100% good thing, and I would absolutely do it again, and we, we continue, of course, to, to give in that way. Um, but I love the quote that you used on Sunday from John Corson, yeah. where he says, yeah. uh, giving or tithing is not God's way of raising money. It's God's way of raising kids. And we are those kids. Yeah. yeah. So good stuff. Uh, thank you, Mike, for teaching this past Sunday. Guys, if you haven't heard the message, what are you doing? Get over there and listen to the message. You can listen to it on our podcast, which can be found on all the podcast platforms. If you use Apple Podcasts, if you use uh, Google Podcasts, we're up on both. If you listen to Spotify, you can find us on Spotify. Go ahead and follow us and listen to us, our podcast on Spotify. And um, you can also listen to us on Overcast and, and any spot of uh, podcast apps that you use. Um, and if you want to listen, if you're on YouTube, click right here and listen to the uh, message on YouTube. Watch it again. Or click here and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be with you guys with our next uh, sermon extra next week. God bless.